Hello, you're listening to Dating While Tamil, brought to you by MyTamilDate.com, the best place to meet Tamil singles from Canada, the US, UK, and more. Dating While Tamil discusses the ins and outs of modern dating in the Tamil diaspora. And let's just jump into this. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to start with introductions. I want to know who you are and how long you've been together. We'll start with uh, Era and Claudia. So we are Era and Claudia. Um, <laughs> dearly known as Clara. Um, <laughs> and um, we've been together for 11 years in June, um, married for seven years in May. Um, and yeah, is that what you wanted to know? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, we're in Miluja and Anthony, and we have been married for five years and together for six years, to seven this December. Yeah. How did you guys meet? So it was after a work party, December 9th. That's a good story. Six years ago. Fifth. Fifth, fifth. I'm sorry. Sorry. You got the, you got the, got the date uh, right. That's though. great. That's one month after your birthday. Yeah. Like literally one month after your birthday. Uh, her birthday's on November the 11th. So I was after a work party, I had gone to another. <laughs> sorry, was it ninth again? <laughs> December 5th. After so work, December 5th after a work party. Um, I just wanted to get away and listen to some music. And um, we're at this party and she came up to me. And was like, do you want to dance? And I, I came up to him. Yeah, and she came up to me. And I'm the me. aggressor. Yeah, that sounds about <laughs> right. And uh, it was like, sure. So in that, so in that moment when she came to ask you to dance, how did you feel? What was the, what was that spark in her eyes that told you, hey, I'm going to entertain this dance? And I don't know if it was a spark at the moment. Like our relationship grew through conversation and through experience versus a instantaneous combustible spark um but it was it, the courage that it would take for someone to come up to another person guy or girl you know in a party and ask them to dance i think that was something that sort of uh, piqued my interest if you will hey that's awesome so how about you two down there um it seems like we have a common theme there um i went up to era uh like why we met at a like a a mix and mingle event um at u of t um and shout out to Biji Ravi Raj for throwing it I still give her like so many mad props for throwing that event because if it wasn't for her and her crew of friends or whomever did it with her like I wouldn't have met Era but um yeah it was an event and I saw him I still remember it was June 5th 20, uh, 2010 Anthony um and, <laughs> thanks uh, you're welcome <laughs> and um he was wearing a blue shirt and um, I said, oh, I like the guy in the blue shirt. And um, I was there with my cousin and she was like, oh yeah, go for it. Um, but he didn't talk to me all night long. Like um, I was like, oh, like what's going on here? And so um, finally like the dance floor opened and I went up to him and I had said like, your name is the first three letters of my last name. And he was like, what? And I had to say that ridiculous pickup line again and I and then he was like oh, okay and so we started up like this conversation and um three weeks later he told me he never heard what I said he was just like oh she cute but I was like I was like oh my gosh like I said the most embarrassing thing but he didn't even hear it so the thing that got him I guess I'll let him take it from there uh yeah I think yes. the thing, I, I think the thing that got me just like Anthony was kind of saying was number one like she was forward and I guess I like women that are confident and number two was um we were talking and like I don't know I think it's like most people talk about superficial stuff or like 
we kind of talked about a superficial topic, but she brought up something specific in basketball. I think at that time it was like the NBA playoffs. And then she brought up like Alvin Gentry talking to Kobe Bryant during this moment in the, the Phoenix Suns Lakers series. And I was like, the hell? Like nobody really knows about this. And like this girl is like breaking it down in detail. So I was like, wow. Like I was very impressed because obviously I'm a big basketball fan. Um, so yeah, that's piqued my interest and just kind of her like confidence uh, in general. And obviously she looks fine. So uh, yeah. So, so Era, um, she described you as having a blue shirt. Oh, so what was she wearing? She was wearing a black dress with a red flower in her, um, in her hair. Uh, and like she had dimples. So I remember like exactly what she was wearing. I think Facebook helped because I think they posted photos. And I think, you know, when Facebook does like that anniversary thing, it's like eight years ago, you're at this event or whatever. And I got to see the photo and I just remembered, I'm like, oh yeah, like it just reminds you of kind of the moment, so, yeah. But in Anthony's case, what other than her coming to ask you to dance throughout that night, was there, was there this one thing that really just said, hey, I, I, I want to see you more than just tonight? Yeah, you have a fetish for like nerds, basically. <laughs> well, intellectual people, yes, definitely. I had to, um, to find <laughs> the truth a little bit. Because yeah, he, he did say to me, so what do you do anyway? Thinking like I was just a little girl or something. Actually, I'm doing my PhD in mathematics, which was the little fudge of a treat because I was doing my master's at the time. But you could have seen his eyes just lit up like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was very surprising. Absolutely. I remember um, so I had like this thing. If you didn't live downtown, like I wouldn't engage in conversation because I didn't believe that anybody who was actually um brown um and intelligent downtown um, <laughs> and so i was like my second question was you know where do you live, do you live? and um she said that to i'm like what turns out yeah, fast forward a couple months into it she literally lived like three blocks from me like we could walk to each other's condos it was that close Crazy. and we did we did <laughs> yeah so those walks of shame must have been really short. Yeah, yeah. super <laughs> short. <laughs> Grab breakfast on the way, some Timmy's, you know, to go. That's, that's, that's hilarious to hear. It's true, though. Like, sometimes I think of, um, I know if we're talking about the brown population downtown, mm -hmm. it can seem very scarce at times. Absolutely. So, so uh, that's, a, that's a good observation. So we, are, we, we obviously have that night that you guys met and what stood out to each other, but going forward, how did you know, and I'll start with uh, Claudia in this case, how, how did you know that this was actually something that's serious? So we're, we're talking not in the first couple days because it's that honeymoon phase, right? Like, how did you know that you wanted to actually stick around for this guy who I know is late on first dates? <laughs> I, I'm really upset that you asked me the question out of the four of us because that was one of the questions that I, I'm kind of like, I, I don't really remember like when I knew that that's good the real deal um but I can say um I don't know to my fault or not I'm a serial monogamist so um I was like looking for something serious that night I actually 
facetiously told everybody I knew, um, I'm going to meet my husband on this night, like the, the day of the event. Um, I told my friends at school, I told my parents, I told, I told people like, I'm going to this event and I'm going to meet my husband. Um, just because I thought like, oh, it's, it's a potential like event. It's, it's, it's a venue full of like young professional <laughs> Sri Lankan um, Tamils. And I, and yeah, so I knew that like we got along, like, um, you know, we've gone on several dates and things were going well. Um, um, I, I don't really know when I knew it was serious, but I know that our parents met each other um, about two years in. So that means I would have known that it was something serious probably shortly before that. Okay. okay. How about you, Era? Let's just complete this coupling right now. Um, I would say very early on, I knew that it would be, there was a good chance that it would be serious. Um, she was just very forward uh, in general, like in terms of, I think on her third or fourth date, it was like, we were talking about something and it was just kind of like all related to kind of uh, towards marriage. So this is like date number three, but like she was just very forward and I just, I guess I wasn't turned off by it. And I think the moment it became like more real, even though I knew before that was that awkward first meeting between our parents. I remembered, I think it was at like a, some like Sri Lankan buffet. I forgot what it's called. And it was just like, because my, oh, Anjapar, yeah. Like my parents were, oh, they're, they're, they're very quiet. Uh, but luckily, like my siblings were there and they kind of filled like kind of the silence because they're like talkative. Um, and then like her parents. So like my mom doesn't say anything. My dad says a few words. So basically, you know, it's just like Claudia kicking me under the table every time there's some kind of silence. Like, let's wrap it up. <laughs> let's wrap it up. Get let's out of here. This up. But like that made it real. So, yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's sometimes it is hard to tell when it is real. But when you actually put into motion the meeting of the parents and well, of course, especially coming from our culture, it's it, that is the important step. Tips to anyone who hasn't done this yet or they're going to do this you guys said it right. You better have siblings. I hope you have siblings because if they're there, it really makes it a good time. If they're not, it's super awkward and someone's going to have to serve tea to the other family. And if there are some weird gender roles going on, you don't want, you might not want to do that. So it, it, it's archaic and weird sometimes. So if you have siblings or cousins, just bring them in there. Just even a best friend that your parents know, just bring them in there. Do it in public. Uh, in a public spot not in a home so you can like, leave, leave. <laughs> so there's a time limit right like claudia is like let's wrap it up what about you anthony like uh how did you know when did you know why don't we let michelle go first on this one yeah hey, sure that's up to you <laughs> and it's funny because it's completely opposite kind of from claudia because um i was totally good. Well, a week before our uh, good friend for all of us, Gaj, I was uh, out with him and I had told him exactly a week before we met that um, like, this is impossible. I am never going to find someone that I am so insanely attracted to intellectually uh, and physically. Like it's never going to happen in one package. I've dated kid people who are very intellectual and then I've dated people who are just only had the looks but no one had the package so I just said you know it's not gonna happen I'm just gonna enjoy my life but then I met Anthony and uh, and it was just everything in one package like his, I, his thought 
counselor uh, just hooked me in. He was the first person I've ever met in my entire life that could keep my interest and, uh, you know, just stimulate my mind. So it was, it was amazing, but I had to do the opposite of what Claudia said. Like I literally had to wake up every day and say, you know what, this might not be my husband, but it's okay because this is just the universe telling me that what I said was not out there is actually out there. So if it doesn't work out between us, you know, there's just going to be something better. Uh, so I had to actively tell myself that <laughs> this might not be my husband, but just enjoy, like enjoy the time uh, we have together. So. So I knew right from day one, like, this is the guy I wanted, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. And he took a little longer. <laughs> I think Michelle's being a little modest. I mean, she did not mention your biceps once during that whole time, Anthony. <laughs> oh, man. Um, for me, um, a couple of things. I don't know how to follow that up. But uh, as a feeling, she kept doing um, little things. There's like three things that, that really stand out to me um, when you ask me, like, when did I know? And um, so the, the first thing, obviously, she lived downtown. <laughs> <laughs> location matters. It's like real estate. Location, location. <laughs> check, check. I think I went to go pick her up early. And the second thing, I went to go pick her up early for one of the dates that we were going on. Oh, Claudia's going to like this. And then, <laughs> so you get to, like, I didn't knock, but you hear, like, this soca music playing in the background. So I'm like, Blasting okay. down the hallway. You know, somebody on her floor must listen to soca. And I get closer to her door. And it's coming from her apartment. And I still didn't believe. So I put my ear to the door and it's hers. I'm like, well, this is odd. Like she's Sri Lankan and she's listening to like soca music, like loud, like loudly. Um, so I'm like, okay, sure. Knock on the door. And yeah, she, and that, she didn't even tell me she liked soca at that point. She's like, oh, okay, sorry. Turn we went on our date. And then um, the third thing that she did is she always finds little ways to make things very uh, thoughtful. And she had bought me, I just finished writing a PMP exam or something, it was like some exam. And uh, she had bought me this, uh, you remember the charm? The yeah, book, the book charm. The charm. Yeah, yeah. she had bought, and I, I love like charms. Like you ever see me bracelet with like charms on my bracelets? And she had bought me one, I'm like, who is this person? Because we actually spent our dating life studying together because I had to finish my master's yeah. and he was finishing up some courses. So we actually went to the library every And I love Saturday. that. Like if anybody who knows me, like in <laughs> front of a laptop or a series like <laughs> learning, I could do that nonstop, like nonstop. And so when we were dating, actually, it was, I said, you know what? I'm not going to invest too much into that like her. And I think even to this day, we, we enjoy each other's company. We, we cherish the time we have together. Not so much that we'll be apart, but you never know. Life is short and you never know. And we had this, we had a bunch of theories like hit by the bus theory and the happiness theories. We these theories. So we always appreciate that. Um, but long story short, it was, it was those three things that she did. And it was one that really pissed me off that she did on uh, month debates that uh, I knew because I, I like debates as well. She led a debate and she, they went to the monk debate when um, Malcolm Gladwell was there and she didn't tell me. I lived right down oh. the street and we were dating. She took Kalpana. I had my own life. Yeah, she didn't want, there's a, a, a collision of universes, right? Like in Seinfeld. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but hold on, Ari, just to just finish that one. I'm in tech, right? And That's true. you want to tell them the topic that was going on with Malcolm Gladwell? Do you remember? Because I didn't, I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. state surveillance okay and they had a general who was um from the nsa from the united states was there and malcolm gladwell what a topic to take me to who's in tech and and likes these things and uh not even a thought <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, she really did like me. <laughs> she, liked, she liked you just enough to keep you on the boundary, just just for that. She didn't yeah. want to include you. That's amazing. Uh, I, I have the same thing with my wife where I, I go back and I nitpick at some random events in our past where I just bring up like part times where she clearly messed up. <laughs> and she's like, why are you still talking about that? <laughs> but um, I think that's funny that she didn't include you. I, I do. I truly think that's funny. In my opinion, it wasn't messing up because I think part of the reason he was so attracted to me is like, I didn't want to do everything with him. I True. wanted to do lots of things with my friends and we had a, a, a rule to only see each other like a maximum of once a week. And I had like a busy schedule going on. And if I think I was the type of woman who just wanted to do everything with him, he would have been so turned off. I wouldn't have had a chance in the world. So as much as he complains about it, that's what attracted him the most. <laughs> Oh, you're right. I, I was just uh, on my own path with that messing up uh, terminology. Obviously, this is much different. And that's a great answer. And that's a great nuanced answer for how you actually respect yourself for your own time, even though you're with someone new in that little honeymoon phase. I mean, it's not, you, you know how it is when you, when you have a bunch of friends, they meet someone new, you're yeah. really excited, but you don't see them for three months. And you're like, bro, like, just come out. <laughs> yeah. And, and that, that's sometimes super disrespectful in a way, but it's really like how you take it, right? It's really up to that friend group. You're obviously at this point, um, you're both married, as in both couples. So everything's obviously working in, in the best way that it can be. You got the gallery wall behind you guys. Every, everything's great. <laughs> if you were to tell someone your, your ideas on how important it is to know yourself to find a partner, what would you say? With dating, one of the things that was that I learned, um, especially kind of going to the relationship that I had with Claudia, was exactly what you pointed out earlier, where like people would get into a relationship and they would disappear for like months. Like you would hang out with them, all of a sudden they're gone. I didn't want to be that friend. So like for me, I think kind of like what Michelle was doing with like Anthony, where I would like me and Claudia I think at the beginning saw each other like once a week because I want to have my own interests. Like I look at it as a relationship of two people coming together, but like they're individuals. So like, it's not like we do every single thing together. Like what would I be telling Claudia for doing every single thing together? So I made it a, like a point to kind of have my own interests, my own circle of friends, like things are important to me so that when we spent time that once a week or like twice a week, whenever we got together, like I actually had stuff to share with her versus like, you know, like, I don't know, like when you have nothing new to share, it's kind of boring. Part of like getting into a relationship is kind of bringing that excitement or something new um, that you know the other person might find interesting about you or things get stale pretty quickly um so does that answer your question i feel like yeah it's it's, it's kind of like what you put forth right um that's something that you felt passionate about without even maybe knowing it it's like something you brought to the relationship but without even knowing it and you didn't even know you were going to be in a relationship so yeah it was just kind of an observation that i, I saw with other friends yeah. like, if i get into a relationship i don't want to be like that mm -hmm. yes that's perfect and I think that's something we talk about a lot that we want to pass on to our daughters. Like we don't want to uh, raise them with the same notion I was brought up with that, you know, go to school, be successful, but then find someone right away. Like um, even though, you know, we, we found ourselves and when we were younger in relationships, um, 
Uh, it just, you don't know who you are. You don't know what you like or what you don't like. You don't know what you're passionate about. So I'm personally going to tell my, my two girls that I don't want to know about anyone or see anyone. I want to know that you know what you love about this world, about this life. Like I want you to, to define what makes you happy before I hear anything about a relationship. Because it's, I think it's so easy when you're young in a relationship to kind of morph into the other person or, or um, go to the other person for comfort. And then your likes become their likes and you don't know where you stop and they begin. And I think it's just so important. I had, I had the privilege I think of having two and a half years before I met you of just being single and focusing on myself and now looking back uh, I think that's the only reason I was able to get a man like this is because uh, and I didn't stop when I met him like I had really really built up confidence on what I like in this world and who I wanted to be around that um you know, you become a force when you really, really know yourself. I think just the other day, just to add to that, I think R is on the same track. I think it's the other day we said to each other, what do you like about one another? And um, to answer your questions, you allow me to be myself. I think you're not trying to be the other person or please the other person. Um, and so knowing yourself and figuring out what you like and what you dislike um, and being content in that. No one can alter that state. There's no one going to add more. Um, there's no one going to remove anything. I think that's very important that you are confident in yourself and, and, and happy with the life that you've already created for yourself before you try to figure out who you're going to, you know, share it with. Not partner, but you're going to share this with somebody, right? And I think that's why we were able to. Like, we met and got married within a year, but we just really knew who that other person was. And uh, like, I knew how to support him and his happiness, but on his own individual path. And he knew what I wanted. And it was just, it was yeah. just so easy to like make that decision to spend our lives together. Cause we were, we're both on individual tracks. We just had a theory. <laughs> heading yeah. in the same direction. Yeah. So. so we had a lot of theory. We can relate back to a lot of this cause we, we explored, I think for months, the theory of happiness and we draw it out. And she has that math background. We we're trying to map it out. And that was one of our theories, um, you know, two individual trains on separate tracks and one might be ahead one might be behind. We might be parallel, but we're heading in the same direction. So in no point in time do we impede one another. Um, but we're all both heading in the same direction. I like that. Yeah. Don't play charades with these two. They come up with formulas <laughs> and stuff that only they'll know. <laughs> you're, you're, tre you're treading along this line of uh, that people sometimes talk about, especially in those, uh, you know, 90s sitcoms, Friends and Frasier, Seinfeld, some of the, well, maybe not Seinfeld because they're anti-happy happy endings and everything, but the notion of, is there the one or a soulmate? I mean, it feels like it's such a fake term. You think that something like that exists? I'll go with Claudia since she hasn't said anything in a while. Um, I think I used to be unsure about this answer, um, but I personally think that soulmates don't exist. Um, I, I think I used to think that they did, um, but I think it's more so that you could probably click with anybody at any time. It's, it's just dependent on like where you are at that stage in life and, and how well you kind of um, mesh with somebody, but also how 
um, willing are you to make that work? Um, how, how much does this person um, bring things to the table that you seem interested in? And then how much are you willing to make that work? So I, yeah, I don't think soulmates exist because I think that when I met Era, he was like, like nine out of 10 perfect. Um, but, but like he was like, I had a list of things that like I was probably looking for that, um, you know, one of the big things for me, he actually didn't meet, but, and, but over time, like I was like getting to know him and I'm like, oh, um, this person has a lot of the same values that I have. And so we were aligned in our value set. And then I was like, okay, well, let's kind of explore a little bit more, but again, don't get my hopes up. Um, let's, let's proceed and see cautiously where, where does this go? Like, are we going to align, um, you know, in order to be together for the long run? Did you actually have a list of 10 things or? No, just, uh... not actually 10 things. It's maybe more like seven. <laughs> <laughs> seven. That, that, did anyone else have some sort of like, what was like a must have that, did anyone have a must have or like a top three things? Like arrows was clearly something to do with basketball. <laughs> I would say that's more of a bonus. Yeah, I think a big thing for me was somebody that was empathetic because um, I feel like I am and I feel like in order to be in a good relationship um, you have to be able to disagree well um, I feel like a lot of people are afraid to disagree in a relationship like friendships like um, romantic relationships so I felt like somebody that had empathy or like I was just able to communicate with well um, would be someone that I could be in a long-term relationship with so yeah I think that was like a big big one for me yeah I know we're kind of overlapping with what you guys all wanted but uh, did Anthony, Michelle, do you have any like must like top three must haves or anything like that? Well, the top top number one and Eric, I already you called this after only like, two I, weeks of. I do remember this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I and that's what I knew when I joined Tamil Culture that I had really found like a, a group. I'd found the right group of friends because just within a few weeks of meeting Ari and Ara and Shiv and so many people, it's like you called out exactly what I needed in a partner, um, more so than people I had known for decades. So, uh, and Ari, you said like, you need someone that you can just like lie down in a field, watch the clouds and talk for hours. And that's exactly this guy. I could talk to him for, and we did for every restaurant we went to. Closed down a few restaurants. Closed down and we spent <laughs> hours and hours just talking and talking. But more so than that, even though like that's a plus that we have to tell the girls to be quiet so we can talk sometimes. <laughs> Your time's over. <laughs> it's adult time now. Mommy and daddy talking time. But I just needed someone I could respect. Like for me in a relationship, sometimes I, I can... Uh, get a little bit just overbearing I just I needed someone I could really respect and who could you know I just need someone to respect in all sense of the world word and you know I respect his opinions I respect his decisions I respect everything about him and so it makes it so easy when we have disagreements or anything to just always be respectful and do it in a respectful way and I think that's the number one thing but we do have similar values and everything but to make it work just the way we speak to each other the way we disagree with each other um the way we just talk to each other in general it's just always respectful yeah I have a more um 
defined checklist art <laughs> to, 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 to answer your question. I know it's in your pocket. Take it out. Yeah, yeah. take it out. Um, those three things I had mentioned, if you live downtown, the second, <laughs> that was a check. And it was literally three. There was literally three. It was live downtown, own a piece of property, because life is not easy, like, just to keep it real. Like, life is difficult. So you own a piece of property. Um, and then the third one, be ambitious, which she had an abundance. I, it, although the Malcolm Gladwell does, does still hurt. Um <laughs> She did, she was hurt. I love the fact that she wasn't clingy in all past relationships. People are clingy and you become, you know, they're everything. And, and like you said before, you begin to, you know, lose your own friends because you're spending so much time with the other person. And people interpret that as, oh, you're not getting along if you're not spending, you know, 90% of the week with that person. And the fact that she had Tamil culture, she was doing her master's, she was editing and writing, she had a whole bunch of, she had Tamil debates, um, diaspora debates, diaspora debates, diaspora. all of these things going on for her um, made her even that more attractive to me. It was like, that's exactly what I need. Cause I always had my things going on as well. Um, and I wanted a woman who's independent, beautiful, confident. I had no time to spend with him. <laughs> that's, what <laughs> made, that's what made me the winner. <laughs> it made great conversation we could lie down in that field and look at the stars and, and the, the sun come up for days on end years on end if we have to i love that both of you couples all met at a party too because i think sometimes people are wondering especially in today's world like where do you meet people right um whether it's online or at a party and i think sometimes parties can be daunting but i think it's a it's a great to you know suss out the noise and be like Hey, that person's walking towards me. What do I do? All right, I'll just listen and hopefully it'll work. And that's probably makes it easier if things don't work out. Like obviously in our cases, it worked out. But if something had gone wrong, when you have so much going for you, there's so much to distract you from the fact that it didn't work out or keep you busy. And uh, I think you put your your passion and your, your soul into. So it's not, your relationship is not the end all be all. I don't think it should be. Yeah, I think one of the things we discussed early on too, just to add to that point, is that that person you find um, is not going to be your everything, and that's okay, right? Like they won't be the one that you know, yeah, you know, Claudia and Ara is, is the exception that wants to go to the basketball game with you, um, right, and yell. But that's okay. That's okay. Not that person, right? Like that's okay. Um, I think often people misinterpret that. Like if you're not sitting there bored for some people who doesn't want to be at a sporting event, oh, then you don't like me or that we can't get along because you don't want to sit beside me watching something or doing something that you don't want to do and vice versa. Um, so I think that's an, uh, an often a misconception. Having your own world and being busy is okay. Although he is the only man that I did go to a basketball game for, like, yeah. <laughs> and I suffered through it. She might have had a book, but I don't know. I did have a book. Yeah. <laughs> what was the book? You don't I'm remember. Gladwell. <laughs> Probably, yeah. But she has an interesting theory on basketball and sports in general, and she calls go it, for it. It's, it's called ball and hoop. And, and, and when she says that, it's just it destroys sport altogether because literally that's all it is. Ball, hoop. Now tell me, where's the, you know, the skill in ball and hoop? Where's the, the mastery in ball? I think and the hoop? other couple really has to respond to that. Right. <laughs> eyes are bigger than my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not, I'm not a hockey fan anymore. I used to be when I was younger, but I'll use hockey to, um, to dispute your ball and hoop theory because like 
that like there's so much skill like think of somebody who is on skates and then they're stick handling and they're going super fast and then they score like a a little black puck like beyond this like big goalie who has all this padding like into the net like that requires a lot of skill and mastery oh it definitely does it's just not enough to engage me it's what yeah it was more nothing's not going to get me to stop um, reading my book but i would also, I'd also add in sport like whether it's basketball and football is a big one that people don't that kind of overlook how complex and how intelligent the game is but with with basketball it's not just like putting a ball on the hoop there's like so much like there's a reason why a guy like lebron james is great because not just because he's a phenomenal like physical specimen but like you know depending on the game or like you know what the score is who's guarding him like there's like so many different scenarios that you have to like be able to think about and put these facts together in your mind in real time. I think sport is like a great thing to kind of teach strategy. I think football, I think is a big one because um, it's all chess mess. Like Claudia, like didn't get football at the beginning. Then when I explained it to her, she's like, wow, this is actually like really like, um, it's it the hardest one. Thought. Yeah. It's well, it's, it's, we play ultimate Frisbee and it's a lot like ultimate Frisbee. So because of that, I was able to understand the routes, but another argument, sorry, against this is that why is there a coach then? Like if it's just ball and hoop, then you don't need a coach, but a coach is designing these plays and it's based on the opposing team and the matchups. And like, it's, it's like chess really. So. I mean, we could keep going, but we'll stop. <laughs> how about how about this? Uh, obviously, Michelle is just saying that it's not engaging enough for her, but I think sports is the one thing in life that you can't know the ending to. So you watch a romantic comedy, you watch a movie, you're like, oh, the good person wins at the end, usually 90% of the time. But for sports, like it's a football saying, any given Sunday, anything can happen. The, uh, the, what about the story of the Patriots were undefeated? any given like then they lost and, and so many people lost money in, in their bets but nobody's trying to convince you to watch sports here michelle that's not what i'm doing <laughs> I, I am saying to all the other people who don't watch sports that is the draw because i've actually had this conversation with other people who don't like sports and they're like i don't get it i don't get what the point is it's rigged anyway like the bigger team with more money is going to win or whatever the hollywood narrative is is going to play out right so or the big city or something but I the point is like for girls out there who don't like it like he used to play football he loves football he loves sports but that doesn't mean you know that your partner has to yeah exactly <laughs> for all the people like me <laughs> that's what i was telling ara before his bonus in that list of things that are must wants is the fact that claudia loves sports and loves to watch it with it. and and that is well, what a bonus right <laughs> What a bonus. We watch all the time when we started dating. You would always, oh, you would never have a sports game on. You I know. never had a sports game on. I, and it was funny. Yet. So I would always, I was fascinated with the brain um, and learning. And so savants, before they were called Asperger's. Just every documentary imaginable. That, so. um, you know, we can geek out on this. You know, that um, uh, quantum physics, because um, me and Chris used to talk about it. So um, mostly I was like, finally, a guy you don't have to watch sports with. I can watch documentaries. <laughs> you know, quantum entanglement. So I think those things really interesting. And it was, it was huge asking, like, what am I doing? And I'm doing this. And it was incredible. And I thought he was lying. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she didn't tell me that she used to work at SAC. And so I thought, okay, wow, she actually's interested in the stuff that I'm interested in. And she had this background in learning and education and autism and the brain. And I'm like, she told me that after, I believe, or as we were approaching marriage, she told me that 
she told me that earlier. Who knows? We could have got married like two months later. <laughs> <laughs> two months later? I mean, come on. It was only like four months later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think before we end this on a, on a good and positive note with some maybe some advice, because you guys are clearly experts, um, I want to know, maybe this, this is all in good fun, but like what annoys you about the other person? That's a loaded question. I'm not going first on that one. <laughs> uh, all you. <laughs> well, no, my wife's not here, but what annoys me about her is that my smallest mistake will create a mountain of problems. <laughs> and, and suddenly it's the end of the world and there's nothing that can, I can do now to rectify this. Right. So sometimes that happens and, and I come, I, I come from a very laissez-faire, whatever attitude. So that obviously that from, from my relationship, she's on the other end. Things are a little more structured, whereas I'm a little more, well, you know, like, you know, if the sweater's on the floor, it'll, it'll get to the hamper when it gets there. You know, that, that's just a good example. I'm not saying that's what's happening, but that's, that's kind of the, the issue here. I have a good one. Oh. I have a really good one. I had, so I have two little girls. So I carried these girls cumulatively for 18 months, 18 months. <laughs> and they love their daddy like 5 million times more than me <laughs> and will choose him over everything. And I can cook them dinner Monday to Friday, but daddy's chocolate chip pancakes on Saturday morning, like yeah. trumps everything. Like they just, they just adore their father and that bugs the hell out of me. <laughs> I feel you. Like, I know that our daughter is very young. She's only five months old, but she loves this man. He walks into the room and it's like a celebrity sighting. His <laughs> smile is bigger than it's been with me all day, Michelle. Like, I'm like, I look at her and I'm like, are you serious? And I'm like, I'm like, thank God, like I was given a son because he looks at me like I am his world. And I'm so grateful because she makes me feel so bad and i'm like how am i upset with a five-month-old right and i have times too that oh awful awful these are these are not the real answers i was looking for but but, but these are interesting actually i'll go through Ari. they're true it's kind of hard to i i i was caught off guard with this question because you didn't email it in advance but um but that is true that one of the things that annoys me about Era, and I haven't admitted this to him, is that oh. anytime we disagree um, or we're having a disagreement, he's so good at it. Like he's logical, he's well thought out, he's rational. And it annoys me because often I'm going to lose like the disagreement. <laughs> well, what that, that was like, what, what is that? Like the compliment sandwich? So here's a compliment you're, you're really good at arguing you're logical but it's yeah. really annoying though like it's really annoying if you're trying to win like if you're trying to well, we're very competitive as you can I, I love how it's about winning and losing that's the best part <laughs> that i've learned trying today. to get your point <laughs> it's funny i think it's like the small things it's not like these big things i think we've kind of worked that out i think it's like the small things like one thing that annoys me it starts off as like a small little fight and sometimes it escalates is like when we're trying to choose to do something, whether it's like watch a movie together or like 
or like what food to eat like on the weekend it's like such a big process and it annoys me because for me I'm like let's just decide on something and do it for her it's like it takes an hour to decide she's got much better at it but like it used to be like this small thing that would escalate and still sometimes does into this big thing where we like get so mad at each other and like we don't talk to each other for like an hour but it's about the dumbest thing like what food do you want to order or what movie do you want to watch and yeah I'm just like a very decisive person so uh, when she's not decisive about it, it's just like a dumb thing but it can sometimes escalate so yeah one. Um, now she's reminding me she's reminding me of all the greatness that but one of the things she can multitask so she, when when we work in the evening times um she'll watch like the kardashians um and she can watch anything like she's gonna watch something and on tv she's gonna have her laptop and she's gonna have her phone and she's gonna be able to work and be productive and i have to be in a silent room so it annoys me the fact she's like babe just come and sit down and work with me i'm like babe i can't be like in front of the tv and my laptop and you on your phone and then she'll talk to me but she's productive like she's doing stuff and i'm like babe I, i've written one sentence i probably read two words and it's been four hours i'm like i can't do this so it annoys the hell out of me that she gets able to do that and i have to go in a room and put headphones on i gotta be silent no one can talk to me i gotta be in the zone right destroy a book and I'm on like on page 10 and I'm like geez four oh, yeah, I, I know that me too Anthony I feel you <laughs> I, I love how you guys are raising your hands I don't believe that he's read like the card that I wrote him for Christmas or his birthday because I'm like how'd you read it so fast and like it's just like he's like oh thanks that was really nice but like he's not, <laughs> not to read. yeah yeah that's super annoying what do you think is the most important thing you would say to someone either dating or about to date to a successful relationship? Um, I would say, looking back, I would advise, like say uh, like our kids, I would tell them, hey, when two people get into a relationship, it's two flawed people getting into a relationship. I think talking to people that are like dating, et cetera, not to say they have like, I guess, um, unrealistic expectations, but maybe some of them do. And that whether it's from social media or like media or like, these movies you watch, like you kind of think, you know, life is like this perfect thing and you know, like find this person like under the stars and like Paris or whatever. It's like, you, you don't know where you'll meet this person, but like number two is like, you're both, you guys both have your own issues that you're gonna be working through even after you get together. So um, that's, num that's number one. Number two is try to commit to like learning about somebody before quickly dismissing people. I feel like dating apps, especially like in this day and age are just kind of the nature of dating and because of how many people you have access to, it makes it really easy at the first sign of trouble to look for somebody else, like just kind of drop this person. Um, so I would just say, you know, expect the other person to be as flawed as you and try to commit before giving up on something too early. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one a lot, um, that flawed piece. I think um, don't compromise, I would think. It's how I build on it. If I add to that, I, would, I love your answer. I think that's a great one. Um, but I think don't compromise if a person smokes and you don't like smoking then they're not going to change and don't expect them to change for you be be that person so don't compromise your values your beliefs your likes your dislikes for anybody um because they're yours and don't expect anyone to compromise theirs for you in the same way so i say don't compromise yeah it's funny because i was going to say sometimes you do have to compromise but <laughs> but not to the big ones like there are certain things and it's hard to figure out like if someone's a smoker and they are chain smoking, then they're not going to stop. And you don't want to be through that process, maybe. You don't want to kiss an ashtray, maybe. 
but sometimes I think some smaller things, they're not intrinsic. They're not, they're not tied to their behavior. It's just what they're going through right now. That's where I would say, but you know, that's a whole other thing. Right. But it's, it's still a good answer because you still have to put your foot down with what you want to, no matter what your age. And like, I love to contradict era. Um, <laughs> I think especially coming from like a Tamil female background and the way we're often raised is to, um, you know, find someone, work hard at it. And, you know, you should be with one person. And I think I'm totally throwing that out the window with my girls. I'm going to tell them, date a lot of people, date a lot, a lot, a lot. I want you to really figure out, apart from actually dating, what you like and dislike in this world. I want you to really know yourself, but I also want you to have experience in um, so many different types of people. So when you find the one, you can be as decisive as I was when I met your dad, because I had dated a lot of people. So I knew exactly all the things I didn't want. I experienced all the things I didn't want. So when I found what I wanted, I knew. I'll just correct you. I didn't say to stick with the first person you find. <laughs> it was really, it was more so like, work through like if you like somebody like try to stick through things versus kind of giving up the first sign of trouble but like i agree with you about the advice i would give my daughter or like my son date like unlike what our parents told us i would be like date but maybe don't show us who this person is until you're a bit serious about them but date because it's a trial and error process so i am not disagreeing with you i'm just saying (laughs) yeah it's more so kind of the sticking through of things and, and I'll go on top of that to agree with you about uh, we don't I don't want to meet anyone either because I think sometimes when you introduce your um, significant other to your parents it puts a lot of unnecessary pressure because you feel like shoot I don't like this person anymore but my parents like him and you know I made that big step and I'm going to tell my kids that you know, it doesn't matter. I'm always going to be here to support you. If you want to end a relationship, if you want to walk away from anything in this world, I will always be here for you. So, um, like, I don't want that pressure on them. I don't want to meet anyone until, you know, the day before they want to marry them. <laughs> That's, uh, but, you know, if we're going to talk about how our parents raised us versus how we're going to potentially raise our kids when you say that that's something that your parent that the old school mentality is don't bring anyone home unless you're serious because in other cultures it seems especially on tv i'm talking about tv as a culture here because it kind of raises us too right um it seems like in those families the the, the 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 teenagers bring like boys and girls home like every two weeks right and is is that something that you think would be supported by you <laughs> But sometimes like why do you bring them home you want your parents approval you want you know you want them to fit in and play house with the family when it's kind of uh, when you hit a sign of trouble or you find a red flag it makes it very hard to walk away and i just really want my kids to know that relationships are experiences but nothing should stop we should not be preventing you from ever walking away from something. I think it takes great courage to know what you want in this world and what you don't want. Life is way too short to live in a miserable way. And I think you had a lot of experiences where he was the boyfriend who was always <laughs> at his girlfriend's house. So hearing those experiences like um, from his perspective, it's a lot of pressure on both ends. Yeah. I just had a quick funny story about 
it was really funny because like when I first introduced Claudia, like we had the formal sit down, but before that, my dad had this like Christmas party for his like um, business, and he invited like you know his friends and like my, like the, our whole family went. So I thought it was a good idea to invite Claudia. I didn't I didn't really tell my dad. It was more so like Claudia came, and then I'd be like my dad. I was like, uh, you know, up by the way, this is uh, this is my friend, Claudia. But like, you know, I never brought any female friends home. So it was like girlfriend that was a friend and they kind of knew it. So it was just really funny because she just showed up and like, it was kind of like rush hour. Like, you know, that scene when he walks into kind of the uh, um, karaoke thing and like everyone's like looking at Chris Tucker. It was like that with Claudia where like I walked in and everyone was like, like, who's this girl? Like, we've never seen Era with, like, a girl at a family party before. So, yeah, it was just funny. Yeah, you should have known what you were getting yourself into. <laughs> um, but that is a slick move. I, I know a lot of people. I think my brother has done that. A lot of people have done it. Hey, I've even done that. Never mind. But it is a slick move. Shell? Funny story, too. And actually, you were there, Ari, because you were taping. I was holding, I think, our second debate for Diaspora Debate. Oh, right. And uh, so I invited my parents and I invited my boyfriend who I had only been dating for a few months and just, they were in the same room and I was just gonna leave it at that. And my mom was like, she'd seen a picture and she was all excited. But my dad still speaks to, to this day that he was so impressed because Anthony came over to them and introduced himself. And right from that second on, my dad was just so impressed and was in love with him because he had um, taken the time and respected him, him enough to come over to say hi, even though he knew that we had only been dating like two months at that point. So, um, Good man. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, her, her dad's like super cool, like, you know, undercover super cool, loves the Raptors, loves Rihanna, like <laughs> crazy. crazy. <laughs> What's Rihanna? That's so random. Well, no, funny story. So we're sitting there, me and Pat, one night we're sitting there, he calls us up. He's like, got two extra tickets to Rihanna. You guys want to go? <laughs> does that. We're like, go on the dark tour. We're not even, I was just dating her at the time. And he's like, oh, no, we were married. We're married. Yeah, we were about to sure? Oh, whatever, whatever. Rihanna. Whirlwind. Rihanna. One thing you know is that you were downtown. I mean, that's the one thing. Oh, me and Pat, and me and my best friend, you had two extra tickets, me and my best friend. It wasn't like, and yeah, my best friend came with me and Pat. And, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, I just I just want to thank you for coming onto this uh, show because I know you have a busy schedule and you know kind of airing out your it's not even dirty laundry it's clean laundry because <laughs> yeah, everything was super positive and that's what we want to hear in today's world especially with this year and everything. So thank you very much. Um, I, you don't need any last words unless you want to say hi to your moms, but there we go. Thank you, Ari. Thank you, Ari. Yeah, sorry.